Hello, Mom? No, 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 no. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No, 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 no. I have no clue, Mother. Hello, everyone. Welcome to WTF, a.k.a. What the Foreign. This is your host, Gassia Pushin. My apologies. That's my parrot, Rio. She's an attention whore. She has to be loud all the time. To my Armenian friends and family, I would like to say happy Armenian Independence Day. I know it's a Monday morning, but I am recording this on Independence Day. So I wish you had a great day. And for everybody else, I hope you had an amazing weekend. And I hope that this is a great start to your Monday. I know it's not necessarily everyone's favorite, but you got to do what you got to do. Today's episode is, oh my god, that's Mocha. Give me a quick second, please. Y'all know what it's like having a dog. Um, Mocha is my pug, and she does not like to leave my sight because I think she has some sort of separation anxiety. Anyway, so Mocha's here in the room. Hey, baby. Um, Before I actually start my episode, I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I got so much support from the very first two episodes. I got a lot of DMs. I got a lot of messages um, just talking about the podcast itself. And, and I really appreciate your support because it's so overwhelming, but in a positive way. And it motivates me to work harder and keep going with this. So thank you so much. Keep them coming. All right. So, today's episode is about my very first part-time job. But before I dive into that, you know, I like to start out by painting a picture to kind of give you the vision. Um, Timeline. When I first moved to the States, it was in October. I was still 15. And by the time it was, I think it was like Christmas time, I started volunteering at the Alex Theater because I thought it would be a good idea to, you know, get some experience, learn the language better. Also, if you don't know how the high school system works here, is if you have a certain amount of community volunteering hours, you get some type of like, I don't know if it's like a medal or a certificate when you graduate. And so I wanted that. Therefore, I got this Alex Theater job and I was ushering at the time. So what I had to do is show where people were sitting and then yell at them if they're eating in the theater, yell at them if they're taking photos with their flashes on and things like that. But let me tell you the most important and valuable lesson that I learned at the Alex Theater is that nothing is free in America except I know except and nothing kind of cancel each other out. I should say the only thing that's free in America is the free complimentary leftover food that they gave to the ushers after every single event. 
okay? So, if you are thinking of coming to the States or you're already in the States and you're new here, just know that nothing is free in this country. And if somebody looks like they're trying to do something from the goodness of their heart and they're not really friends with you think about if there is an end goal and you're probably thinking damn like this girl has some like deeply rooted issues um trust issues you're absolutely right but (laughs) i learned it the hard way nothing is free up in this bitch okay so besides from this lesson, Alex Duder was great, but by the time it was January, I turned 16, and that's when I was thinking, you know, I actually need to get a job that pays money. So, my mom was 46 when we moved here, so she did not speak the language, and truthfully speaking, what was my mom going to get a job in right off the bat? Let's say if it were to be a retail job or a restaurant job, I mean, they most likely will be looking for people that are young, um, people that are my age or maybe a little older, you know, not 16, maybe 18, 19, because those are the people that are least experienced. Those are the ones that employers could pay the least money, of course, legally. So $8, $9. And mind you, like, my mom knew that like my mom was smart enough to acknowledge the fact that she needed to work hard to be able to find a job because the odds were kind of against her they were not for her that much okay and my sister was 21 years old when we first moved here my sister did not speak english either and the way the system works is that obviously she was 21 she was too old to go to high school and she had to go to college and in order for her to do that she needed to take placement tests in math and english and she had to take classes for an entire year but those classes did not count as units okay it would just count as experience for her and you know a way for her to start learning and after that year she could register to take classes at community college as credit that would count towards her degree okay and my brother was in the fifth grade of middle school you know obviously he couldn't find a job and then there is me 16 year old Gacia going to high school kind of learning English and I thought you know it's important for me to find a job before I go ahead and move forward with this I just really want to give credits to some of my Iraqi Armenian friends if you're listening you know exactly who you are those were the ones that I was fortunate enough to go to school with um, when I actually was back in Baghdad middle school Actually, no. What am I saying? Elementary school. And when I came here, they were here before me, so they spoke the language. And even though most of the time at the lunch table, I, I did not understand what they were saying, but they pushed me to be comfortable enough to try and speak English with them and correct the mistakes that I made with no judgment or making fun of me at all because that was the easiest way for me to pick up 
on English. So I thank you guys so much. And that tremendously helped me with my job search as well. So come, it was February, March. That's when I officially started looking for a job. Um, I remember I went a lot around the Glendale Galleria with my resume in hand. And mind you, what the fuck did I have in my resume? Like, I'm 16 years old. I go to high school. I don't even have an official GPA yet. Um, I just wrote down Alex Theater and I bluffed a little bit, like, I wrote, you know, skills in computer, Microsoft, and Excel, outgoing person, used to volunteer at, like, dad's shop back in Iraq. So let me tell you, if you're starting out a resume, bitch, you better bullshitting a little bit, okay? I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you're gonna have to say, been working at this place for five years, or I'm a fucking doctor, but I'm looking for this, like, retail job like don't be doing things like that just write down things that are realistic okay so like if you know very very basic spanish write down intermediate spanish speaking skill that's just an example so just know your way around words and make that shit look nice that's a tip because employers don't know all right but Make sure that those are some things that you could probably proof. Or if you say that you volunteered somewhere, make sure the person that's in charge of that organization knows you're going to write that down in case they ask for like a phone number or whatnot. So be smart about this shit. That's exactly what I did. So I'm going around Glendale Galleria and that was an extremely discouraging experience for me because... I felt like I was having a hard time asking if people were hiring, okay? And I was trying to put, like, two and two together. A lot of places seemed uninterested. Some places said, yeah, just give us your resume. Um, We'll probably contact you when we have an opening. Some places didn't want a 16-year-old, so they were hiring more of 18-year-olds and 21-year-olds. That's understandable. So I leave the Glendale Galleria, and if you're familiar with the Americana, and you know the In-N-Out, in front of the In-N-Out there is a crossroad that leads you to the marketplace. To the left side of the marketplace there is a bus stop, and I was trying to take the bus to go home. But to the left side of the bus stop there was a store, at the time it was called Old Navy. If you're unfamiliar with Old Navy, Old Navy is an American retail shop owned by Gap. Gap Inc. is a big corporation. They also have retail. Um, It's honestly just a fancier version of Old Navy. I mean, all the stores smell the same. The fabrics feel the same to me. They're just more expensive for some fucking reason. Anyway, come Old Navy, and I'm looking, I'm like, what is this store? So I'm trying to window shop, you know. First of all, I look at it, and I don't know if you're familiar, but you know in front of Old Navy, there's this, like, mannequin family, like, this family, this group of family, they're, like, mannequins. And then they have this, like, sad-ass fucking dog, all right? And, And I'm just like, I can't tell if this is friendly or creepy to me, okay? Aside from this mannequin family, 
The store itself looked like it could honestly smell like an old retirement home. But in all fairness, I was really wrong because as soon as I decided to give myself and the store a chance, I noticed that it did not smell like an old retirement home, but it smelled like, you know, the really old clothes that you decide that you no longer want to wear, but instead of giving to charity, you put it in like luggages and you throw it in your storage and it just sits there for years. And then when you bring it out, it has that like certain smell. I mean, I I don't know how to describe the smell, but that's exactly what Old Navy smelled like. And I was like, I, this could be good for me. So I talked to one of the associates and that associate was Diane. Diane, I miss you, girl. And I asked her if the manager was there. Sure enough, she calls the manager and that manager's name was Juan. Juan was this like tall African-American man that always had a smile on his face. And he looked like he would be the type of person that would constantly tell old dad jokes and he did all the time um (laughs) he was nice Juan looked like my only hope to be honest with you guys so the nice thing about Juan is that he kind of He made me feel like I'm a human and he actually took the time and asked why I wanted the job you know and he's like okay well do you have any experiences and he kind of asked me some questions which was kind of comforting because I'm thinking this man is actually considering me but knowing that I rarely had any experience and I was struggling with the language I'm thinking girl the only thing you can actually do is touch his heart and I don't mean (laughs) literally I meant figuratively so I'm thinking Okay, what can I say that doesn't sound like a sob story, but it is a sob story that's kind of going to manipulate. And I know that's fucked up, but people in the US, one way or another, you got to manipulate whether you like it or not, but do it ethically and legally. If you can manipulate the system to your own favor, do it. Because if you don't, somebody else is. And I don't know if nobody told you this before. I don't know if I'm sounding like a bitch, but I've been in the customer service for way too long. And I promise you, that's the only way sometimes. And you just got to do what you got to do. As long as you're hurting nobody, as long as you're kind of being ethical about it, then you're good. Okay? So I'm telling Juan, hey, we just moved here. I don't have a job, my family doesn't have a job, and I think it's time for one of us to get a job because that's the only way of survival. And I know I wasn't really expecting that much money from Old Navy, but I at least was gonna, you know, be able to pay for my own expenses. And it's not like I was lying to Juan, but to me felt like if I could be personal with this person, I could probably change his mind, you know, given that I don't have anything on my resume, really. And so Juan told me, okay, I mean, you can, I will call you for an interview. So he writes down my information. Um, You know, that was a happy day for me. And I said, okay, well, at least this is, I'm getting somewhere with this. So four days go by, I don't hear anything from Juan. And this is where I'm thinking, okay, 
What's more important than hiring a bright person like myself? Like not to be cocky, but sometimes you just got to be your own cheerleader to push yourself through things. Okay. So four days later, I show up to the store. I run into one of the other associates, which was Gabe. Hello, Gabe. I hope you've been doing great. Um, I asked Gabe, hey, may I speak to the dark manager, please? All right. If you were zoning out or for some particular reason, you weren't really paying attention to what I just said, listen to this again. I walked up to Gabe and asked, hey, is the dark manager here? Gabe is a type of person that I feel like doesn't really have much expression on his face. So he didn't really act in any way, even though what I said was completely fucking racist. Um, so Gabe goes to the back and he calls Juan. They come outside and I see Juan kind of like giggling, but he didn't really say anything. However, in my defense, I didn't know what racism was and for me, I wasn't trying to be racist. I was more of like, it was pure ignorance. And and for me, my intentions were just to describe this person so it's easier for the both of us to communicate as to who I'm trying to speak to. So knowing that there is no racism in Iraq and, you know, we didn't have segregation over there. And over there, it was just like, okay, that's the color of your skin. That's cool. Like, that was it. We, there was no any conflict about that. And of course, like, now I understand to not be racist like that because that's not cool. So Juan comes out and we're talking. He's like, yeah, I've been busy, blah, blah, blah. And then he told me, you know what? Just come in for an interview at 4.30 tomorrow. I'll take you and like, I'll ask you some questions. But make sure you go on the Old Navy website and mix and match some outfits. Put them in a folder because I want you to present the project during the interview. And I was like, that's cool. So I show up the next day to school all dressed up. I remember I borrowed my mom's like, it was like sheer satin, um, satin top and it had like, like pink and yellow flowers on them. The colors were not very bright. So it was just like the right amount of colorful. Um, I was wearing like black leggings and flat sparkly shoes. I don't know why I wound up with the sparkly, but it is what it is, you know? come 3 30 my mom picks me up from school and then she drops me off at old navy because my interview was at 4 30 i show up it was just me and juan you know he's asking me questions he's interviewing me i you know i went on and like presented the project and i told him why i chose whatever i chose but the thing is is that that project was cool because I could be at home and think about what I'm going to say, you know, as to like, I know he was going to be like, okay, why you chose these outfits? But this is the other thing that Juan did, which I didn't like at the time. And it put me on the spot. He said, okay, that's cool. So now we're going to go out on the floor and you're going to find some outfits and you're going to tell me why you chose those outfits. Be creative. All right, Juan, let me tell you. You don't tell the foreign girl to be creative. I mean, besides the fact that 
she is new to this besides the fact that she had no idea what's going on and you put her on the spot and then now you're saying be creative you know how stressful that is okay i still had unibrows and braces you think i could be creative with putting outfits together like that's kind of ridiculous man anyway so i'm walking around and i'm like i have no idea what the fuck i'm gonna do and so i I walk by the swimsuit sections and mind you, I had never ever seen adult bikinis in real life. That shit was so cute. But like, I wasn't sure what bikinis go with because I'm like, okay, like we don't really have bikinis that much in Iraq or ever. It's more of like, I don't know like they weren't they weren't displayed on mannequins like that over here they're very open about bikinis and whatnot but over there yeah we do have swimsuits but they're not they're not as open with like bikinis or or, or shit like that like over here there's all types of varieties and whatnot anyway so I chose this like it was like this yellow yellow bikini that had like pink around it and then I chose this like yellow flip-flops with with a hat and a bag and at this point I'm like okay what am I supposed to say besides the fact that I think this is gonna look really cute so I was put under spot under on the spot but let me tell you one thing about that particular experience is that it made me realize that I can bullshit my way through things, okay? Because I had run out of time, and he's like, okay, Gossia, like, time is up. Why did you choose whatever you chose? I'm like, okay, girl, think fast, think fast, think fast. I'm like, well, the colors are really cute, and, you know, summer's coming up, and I feel like yellow and pink could be, like, a really bright summer color where where if you're vacationing somewhere like mexico and all this shit and i'm like damn girl like you're really fucking good at this which is why right now i'm thinking of pursuing law but that's another conversation for another day but i honestly really impressed myself and that was a an important realization you know about myself is that girl you can do whatever you can do this if that means putting bikinis together, if that means putting that flip-flop with that shit, you can do this. Because also, Juan probably didn't really know much about styles to begin with. Like, <clears throat> call me ignorant, but a lot of guys that come into the stores don't really know that much about women's clothing. And that's fine. Because as a woman, they probably would think you have a better eye for that shit anyway. So, haha. Obviously, that was a job well done because I bluffed my way through a second interview. But before Juan let me go, he um, actually brought up the dark manager thing. And he's like, I know you probably didn't have the intentions, but I just want you to know that that's not something like we say around here. And, you know, he took his time and to, ex to explain to me what segregation is, what racism is, and whatnot. And he even gave me the time and allowed me to explain my case as to why I thought that was okay to begin with. And he even made sure that that was going to be off record. He said, this is not in any way going to affect your interview or the hiring process. Bless your heart, Juan. 
All right. So two hours later, I had my second interview with the boss lady. Boss lady, Josie, was the store manager. So I come in two hours later and I'm called into her office. All right. Josie, Josie, Josie. You know, in these like movies that you watch where like there was this Russian mafia always had this like one bad bitch with like blonde hair and maybe like filled lips and the lashes are popping, the makeup are popping, the cheeks are like, I don't know, like you can see the cheekbone structure, beautiful, but then even when you look at her, you're like, damn, you could really fuck my life up. Josie had those features. Josie was as beautiful, as intimidating, but the thing I found out about Josie is that she had a beautiful heart. So we're sitting and then she's asking me really similar questions as to what Juan asked me throughout the interview. You know, she asked me again, she's like, why, why are you, why do you want to get hired at Old Navy? And of course, like manipulation aside, I was like, okay, this is the boss lady. I don't want to tell her that I just need the job. So I was like, yeah, um, you know, even though I'm new to the States, like I've come here and, and I've seen Old Navy and, and I like you guys' product. I bought a couple of shirts before. I like I liked the fabric. Bullshit. But you know, again, I had to do what I had to do. Girl needed some of that moolah, you know? So I told Josie that, and then I even said, you know, I'm new here, and literally the same sob story I told to Juan, but the thing about Josie is Josie was extremely intrigued to a point where like she started digging deeper. She was asking me questions about my past and as to why we moved here, and at this point, I'm tearing up because I'm also the type of person... If you did not listen to episode two, I will say it again. I am a crier. And sometimes like I could be sitting in class and some like sad shit would trigger in my head and you'll see a teardrop. I'm a bitch like that. I don't care. I admit it. And so I didn't realize how overwhelming the rapid changes that were happening in my life were to me. And it kind of was all bottled up to a point where when I was talking to Josie, I started tearing up and I couldn't hold it back. At this point, me and Josie are both crying. And I'm like, I don't know why we're crying, but we just are. This is like my second interview. And I was like, damn, she's not going to hire me. But sure enough, she did. She said, I remember those were her words. She said, I see potential in you and I appreciate your honesty. And I think that to start out with you, you can be a seasonal hire. You could, I think you could be a good fit for this store. Bless your heart, Josie. After that, I was super happy. We hugged it out, um, cried a little bit more and that was it. I was hired and uh, that was such a good day because after that I came home and my mom was kind of, I wouldn't say she was shocked, but she was like, damn, like this bitch really did it. Like no one in this family has a job, but this 16 year old does. Hey, proud mama, proud moment for me. And yeah, this is this is how I kind of maneuvered my way through getting to my very first job. It's 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 kind of a little unheard of for us because um, 
most women in Iraq get their degrees and hang them on the wall and become stay-at-home moms. That's exactly what my mother did, and that's exactly what other mothers have done. Um, and even if a woman decides to, to get a job, that doesn't happen until she actually gets her degree. So yeah, 16-year-old, that's kind of a push for us. It's a very new and weird concept, but I thought it was cool because I'm like, yeah, I make my own cash now. Why the fuck not? You know, before I go ahead and um, conclude this episode, I kind of want to say a couple of words about Juan and Josie. And I don't know if you're listening to this. I hope you are. I never told you these things, but you guys have made a very 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 big difference in my life because even when I didn't believe in myself and I thought that I could just bullshit my way through to get my first job I know I did a good job when it came to that but I also know that I didn't believe in me that much but you guys did um no matter no matter what it is like you guys have been there for me Juan You were super annoying to work with sometimes because Juan was the type of manager that would literally nitpick on every single thing. Everything had to be perfect. Sometimes he would enforce the sizing. Like all of our, all of the shirts had to be folded perfectly and sized from like extra small to extra large. That was super annoying, man. But now that I look back, that kind of taught me to be on my toes and kind of work up to my potential and not half-ass anything and I took that in my in my life in my school and my college so I thank you for that and besides from that Juan was fun to talk to like Juan taught me a lot about like what stocks are and like the market we talked about geography during closing times we talked about boys um he even like bothered to ask about my past and why I was here and you know he just took the time the time to listen where and I didn't realize how much how much of a big thing that was because I wasn't really talking to anybody else about my feelings and that was amazing Juan thank you so much as far as Josie Josie really taught me to work smart not hard she would always tell me that and that kind of stuck through you know I looked up to Josie so much to point where I hated disappointing her don't get me wrong I did a lot of stupid bullshit at that store like I made a lot of mistakes they probably could have even fired me for but it was all a learning experience to them they pushed me and they taught me and they watched me grow Josie I love the fact that you always look dolled up and those heels girl like one day I'm gonna be a boss bitch and I'm gonna be rocking those heels every single day because you know what fuck my spine that's okay I'd rather look good Josie always looked good Josie I love you because I am gonna be the boss bitch that you are one day and that's a promise to all of my other friends, I just want to say, if you're going through tough times in your life, but I, I, I say this from a personal experience, or if you just moved somewhere new where you don't know anyone, you don't know the language, even if you come from a well-off family, 
find yourself a part-time job. Even if it's just the weekends, even if it's just once a week, you would be so surprised to how much you actually can learn from a part-time job because you meet so many people. You know, there are some customers that you don't even realize how much difference you make into their lives that they will come back looking for you, you know? A lot of people would come back be like ask for me or ask for somebody else like to style them or help them buy some things. Not only because you're good at your job, but that's just because you can make that sort of human connection with those people. And if you're lucky enough, you would probably have amazing coworkers like mine. You know, Old Navy, <laughs> even though at days like I hated working for that company, or that store, Old Navy really was the way for me to find some friends for life, some friends that really cared for me. And even though they hated the fact that I was a minor and I always had to leave at 10 p.m. because that only meant I had to dump the rest of the work on everybody else. But those were also the same people that I can just pick up the phone and call and catch up with and it'll be a really, really good time. Uh, so please go find a part-time job because it's so underestimated how much of a good thing that is for you. Set your ego aside, set your whatever the fuck it is aside, whatever it is that's holding you back from getting a job. If you know that you can and have the time to get a job and do yourself that much of a favor. Last but not least... Josie, congratulations on your wedding. Juan is getting married this week. Congratulations to you. I am super bummed out that neither of you invited me to your wedding parties, but that's fine. I love you, and I hope you make some like pretty-ass babies so I can babysit. I Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm out. Ba-da-da!